You're listening to Workplace Perspective, an employment law podcast raising the bar at workplaces everywhere. Workplace Perspective is a regular podcast series for employers and employees focusing on education, training, and the law to help organizations of all sizes develop and maintain successful workplace relationships. The opinions expressed by guests on Workplace Perspective are their own and should not be considered legal advice. And now, here's your host, Teresa McQueen. Thank you, James, and welcome everyone to Workplace Perspective, where we are striving to raise the bar at workplaces everywhere. Today, we're talking with author Steve Friedman, who gives a wonderful voice to the introverts among us. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the challenges introverts face when taking on leadership roles in the workplace. It's going to be a great show. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Workplace Perspective has a new website. Visit us at www.workplaceperspective.com. Check out our new look, including our featured guests and archive sections. Share us with your friends and colleagues to help us continue to raise the bar at workplaces everywhere. Welcome back to Workplace Perspective. Steve Friedman, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me back, Teresa. It's a, a thrill to join you, and I'm excited to talk about our topic today. Me too. Me too. I love having you on the show. Well, but before we get started, I want to make sure that you remind our listeners about who you are and what you do. Sure. So um, I am an author. Uh, I haven't always been an author. I spent 30 years in corporate America and recently retired and reconnected with my uh, childhood passion of writing, but uh, was able to do that with 30 years of leadership experience behind me and also a world and a, and a lifetime of uh, experiences as an introvert. So it's my opportunity to connect with other introverts out there and um, help to um, further their journey towards uh, greater uh, confidence and greater uh, leadership at work. And you've just written a new book, right? I have. I have. Um, so my second book is called The Corporate Introvert. It comes out on uh, on comes out on October 6th. <laughs> and I'm very excited because it marries that uh, experience that I had with um, with my introversion. I think there's so many opportunities for introverts that at the in the corporate level that are being missed because they're trying to um, work and lead like other people around them, largely extroverts. And there's a certain way that we need to go about it that makes us most successful. Well, I think it's a great point. Um, I remember on the last show, when you were on the last show, I'm listening to you talk, and I'm thinking, I think I'm an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's the interesting things you talk about. So before we get started really quickly, just give a, a quick overview a little bit about what makes an introvert an introvert? What are some of the sure. common characteristics? Sure. I think there's a lot of discussion these days about labels. And so, you know, labels can be dangerous, but generally I think labels are a good opportunity for people to connect with some trait and with a community and start to learn more about themselves. So before people know or connect with the term introversion, oftentimes introverts are are wandering around and trying to figure out, well, who am I? I feel different. I'm not sure why I feel different. Once you connect with the term, it allows you to start to learn. And so for, for most introverts, it's not a matter of being antisocial. It's not a matter of being shy. Some introverts are shy, some are not. It's really uh, best defined as an energy level. So at the end of the, the work week, 
a lot of extroverts will be ready to go out and have dinners and go to parties and that sort of thing. It's their way of winding down and they love and need that connection with other people. Introverts, on the other hand, are generally going to find at the end of the week and at the end of the day that they, they need a little bit of quiet time, alone time, if you will. So it's just a way of re-energizing for them. So some will want to read or listen to music or go out to dinner with just a, a small group of people, close family or friends. And it's just a way of re-energizing during the day. So we do it differently. But again, the challenge around labels is that introverts and extroverts are uh, the terms are at the opposite end of, of a, a continuum, but really we all float along that continuum and there are certain situations where we may feel like, yeah, I'm pretty extroverted in a way that I like to get out and socialize for a period of time. And the extroverts will say, well, I'm introverted in, in some ways. I, I'm pretty introspective and I think about long-term goals or whatnot. And so I think we float along that continuum, but generally many of us, and certainly myself, I, I would say I'm on the introvert side of the spectrum most of the time. So understanding how to keep our energy up and how to manage sometimes challenging situations is really helpful for us to do it successfully. I think that's a tremendous description. I mean, it really is, you know, for people like me, a little light bulb went off. Like, oh yeah, there's a lot of that. It makes a lot of sense, I think. Hmm. But I, this idea of leadership, I do think it's interesting in the workplace, how the attributes of someone who's an introvert or has introvert tendencies or, you know, is somewhere along that spectrum faces certain challenges when it comes to the workplace overall. And then when you're talking about leaders, not necessarily someone in a leadership role, although that's applicable, but also just our, our leaders in our workforce, right? There's people who lead don't necessarily have the titles, but you know, they're the ones in our basic workforce that that are out there leading the charge. And let's talk a little bit about the challenges, or not necessarily the challenges, but the opportunities for introverts in leadership roles. Sure. So just a moment on the challenges, because introverts oftentimes, especially in a corporate workplace, we feel like we're overwhelmed by other people that are louder in the room, mm -hmm. they're, they're more gregarious, they're more social, they seem to be more confident in putting out their opinions very quickly. And so for introverts, we're quite the opposite. We have a certain tact about us that we generally will like to listen first prepare our thoughts, consider our positions, consider both sides of different issues, and then make those uh, those views known. And so living in a corporate environment that tends to be very extroverted, it can be very intimidating for introverts. And some introverts will um, figure that out and others will kind of shrink behind the curtain because it's very uncomfortable. Understanding what our strengths are really is the first step in trying to manage those situations using our strengths instead of trying to manage it using what other people do. The opportunity is now more than ever. The corporate environment is changing considerably. It's amazing to realize that over 10,000 people every day on average are retiring from the workforce. These are largely wow. baby boomers that, you know, have been around for a long time. So they're generally senior people, oftentimes leaders, and they're retiring from the workforce as part of natural attrition. 
there's other people that are leaving the workforce on top of that number because they're going for the independent of uh, small businesses. And all these numbers are not even considering the effects of, of the COVID pandemic and people that left the workforce and either haven't gotten back in yet or have chosen not to get back in because they just like the independence and, and they've reprioritized some of their lifestyle. And so right. these huge numbers of people that are leaving the workforce are leaving a big gap in the leadership um, pipeline. And every company is recognizing that and trying to figure out how do we fill that gap? And largely, I think the good news is maybe the intention was not pure, but the good news is that a lot of companies are trying to fill that gap through diversity and inclusion. They are seeing that uh, the number of women, African-American and other minorities and cultures are not represented to the population level in their companies. And they're certainly capable people. So they're trying to elevate these people, provide opportunities for them to move through the organization and become the leaders of tomorrow. Those people were there before and they were talented and skilled before, but the opportunity or the face inside the pipeline is creating that demand, that leadership and employers try and fill it with those um, uh, diverse people. Introversion is really no different. It tends to fly under the radar a bit, but introversion is just another form of diversity and inclusion. It's diversity of thought and approach. And so here again, a lot of employers are looking at introverts and, and finding, well, we most companies are about 50% introverts, which is surprising to everybody, including introverts and employers. Uh, <laughs> but there's a lot of introverts out there. They just need to be provided with the support and the opportunity to fill those gaps as well. Again, about 50% are, are introverts, but um, there was a study that revealed that less than 10% of leaders, leaders of any different level, whether it's frontline, first-time leaders or senior leaders are considered to be introverts. So there's a huge gap in there um, of introverts that many of whom have the skills, they're ambitious, they want to lead, and they're just not given the opportunity. Many people hire with themselves in mind, right? So we promote and we hire based on our own views of what is truly leadership or successful leadership. And so we can look at people that tend to be quieter or have a more methodical approach, say, well, that doesn't seem like leadership. You know, I want somebody that pounds the fist in the meeting and knows exactly what they want from the first second. That's one tact, but it's not the way introverts will excel. And so what we need to do is educate extroverted leaders on the value of having a diverse workforce at every level and educate ourselves, the introverts, on the opportunities that we have. So there's clearly a quantity gap that needs to be filled and the opportunity is, is definitely there. But I think even more importantly is a quality gap. So we've talked a little bit about this, but in order to meet the demands of the consumer in the 21st century, things have changed. Consumers and employers and employees are looking for something different. They're looking, they're not looking for a command and control sort of leadership, and they're not looking for a company that believes they know everything and they're gonna force it down the consumer's throat. They're looking for more collaboration, more listening. You know, the company that listens to its consumers can meet their demands. It's a very different relationship between these different groups. And while extroverts certainly bring a lot to the table with their own personality, introverts bring a lot of what is demanded by the consumer to the table these days. 
they're they're looking at things from many different perspectives. They're they're um, more resilient under pressure. They're uh, analyzing uh, situations, so it's not the the prompt decisions, but it's well thought out decisions. Oftentimes, introverts bring a lot more creativity to the table, so we can come up with different problem solving techniques and different uh, products than others may have come up with in the past. And a lot of that starts with listening to the consumer or the employee themselves. And so the corporate world is looking for that diversity of thought. And so here again, introverts can play a big part in the transformation of companies to more employee and uh, customer driven agendas. It's really interesting. As you were talking, you were talking about people who hire themselves and I'm thinking about how we're seeing that in the workplace. You know, when you're talking about diverse, diversity, inclusion is such a, a, a thing right now and everybody's focusing on it. But I think what we're seeing is the backside of that is that for too long, people have really made a practice of not intentionally, I don't think. I think they just, you know, they see things a certain way uh, and they see it through their own eyes with their own opinions instead of looking beyond that broader. Not only as you're talking about looking at, the introvert in the audience, right? The introvert in the crowd, but maybe, you know, people of color, people with disabilities, things opening that scope up to be a bit broader. Really enjoying this conversation. We're going to take a really quick break. We come back more about the challenges that introverts face in trying to take on leadership roles in the corporate world. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. If you enjoyed today's show, do this. Share us. Like us. Give us a review on your favorite podcast app. It means a lot to us, and it ensures more people tune in and raise the bar at workplaces everywhere. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking with author Steve Friedman about the challenges that introverts face when taking on leadership roles in the workplace. Well, you know, Steve, on our show, we always like to talk practicalities. So we like to talk about the issue broadly, which you've done a fabulous job of. I love talking about introverts with you and your perspective on things. But let's get practical. So we're talking about there's going to be a leadership gap or there is a leadership gap, a gap with um, all of these senior leaders leaving the workforce and all the other impacts on the workforce. If I'm an introvert, what are some of the things that I can do to sort of show myself in that leadership role or show that I'm ready to get into that leadership role? So in my uh, my book, The Corporate Introvert, How to um, Lead and Thrive with Confidence, I talk about a lot of models because I think that it's easy to say, oh, you just need to do things your way. But I think everybody, and certainly introverts included, need some models and some um, experiences and, and anecdotes to help us along to be able to manage meetings or networking, mm -hmm. communications in general in workplaces in a different way than some of the role models that we might see around us. Some of the tips that are included in the book that I really wanted to share, probably the first thing we've already talked a little bit about, and that's managing your energy. So we talked about how introverts tend to manage energy at the end of the work week, but really the key is that we do that throughout the day. You know, there are a lot of demanding situations at work. There's decisions that have to be made. There's there's uh, issues with employees or employers and whatnot. There's negotiations and meetings and networking and social events. And everybody enjoys that to some extent, but has to manage it in different ways. 
understanding our energy level is the first step because if we go into a meeting and we're already exhausted and we're not prepared, then we go in, especially for introverts, we'll go in very stressed out and anxious. And generally, the performance is not what we would be proud of. So the key is, if I know that I have a meeting at 10 o'clock, that I know I'm going to be called upon to either lead the meeting or be an active participant in the meeting, I'm going to first make sure I prepare. So I want to get the agenda. I want to get the pre-read if there's pre-read, if it's a complex topic. I want to spend some time, so I'm blocking out time on my calendar a day before or so to read through that pre-read and agenda and make notes of what questions do I have? What issues do I have? Maybe I want to talk to the, the uh, meeting leader in advance. So those sort of things will help me to feel more confident when I go into that meeting that, hey, I've prepared, so I know what I'm going to talk about. Introverts generally need time and space. You know, We're not the quickest thinkers, but with time, we can come up with unique perspectives. So we need to give ourselves that and we need to manage our energy level. So if I'm going from one meeting to another meeting to another meeting back to back, it can be really stressful and there's no gap in between to re-energize. So I would really encourage us, even if it's 10 minutes, to cr- try and create some time in between some of these meetings where we can have some downtime. Go back to the office, just take a breather, maybe listen to some music, take a walk around the, the hall or go out on campus or whatever in order to build that energy level back up. I used to take lunches by myself sometimes at work. Honestly, felt a little bit strange at first. And I think other people thought that was a little bit strange sometimes. But I would be able to come back in after lunch with a much better energy level. And I could do much better for my work team uh, the rest of the afternoon because I paid attention to my own energy level. So that's the first thing is managing your energy level. You know, it's super important. And I think it takes a, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking really take, you need to be a little self-aware and you need to little, mm-hmm. do a little self-assessment on how you work. How do you, you know, how are you at work? How do you work? Do you need, are you someone who needs to prepare? Are you someone who's good on the fly? You know, maybe there's some other things about it, but I think you're right. The idea that you need to, you need to calm the mind. You need to be comfortable in what you're doing. Um, And knowing those things about yourself, I think is super important when you get when you get right down to it, because you can manage those things you can, you know, and I know, because I'm an over preparer. And I know, but you know, when I was litigating, you can't, there's only so much you can do. You know, when you get into court, you got to, you got to be on your feet. But for me, I always knew I had to be rested. Like you said, I just mm-hmm. I never really thought too much. I just knew that in order to perform well, I had to be rested. And I had to try to do whatever I could to make sure that when I showed up bright and early in court, I was rested and ready to go. You know, not spending an all-nighter before I jumped into a courtroom was not a good idea. Definitely agree with that. One of the things that I talk about is what I call introverts paralysis. So we get so tied up in our mind. We're nervous about what the meeting's going to be. What am I going to say? What questions are they going to ask me? I, I'm not sure how I would answer those. Our mind gets so boggled up and paralyzed that we freeze. And sometimes that happens in social events where we can't even start a conversation. I mean, we know how to converse with people, but we just get frozen up in that. And so I think really that preparation time that you're talking about allows us to relax a little bit. And if we relax and let our natural selves come out, then the flow of conversation tends to go. The information that we do know about the subject in a meeting more easily flows and it's more natural than if I'm trying to rack my brain to think of, oh, what was I going to say? So I think it's really, like you say, being more self-aware and really managing our energy level and preparing for those, those meetings and events. 
Yeah, it's a great tip. What else you got? So um, networking, networking is common in every work environment. It doesn't really matter how big or small your company is. And networking is probably the the biggest thing that introverts just freeze up about. Talking about networking inside the company, that water cooler networking that goes on, meet you in the elevator, have a quick conversation. Or are you talking about outside? It's really both. But I, okay. in larger companies, most of the time, your next job is inside the company. So every opportunity you have to talk to other people is a way of networking, whether it's right? a formal sit down to talk about job opportunities yeah. or not. And so it's networking, but it's borders on just generally socializing with other people. And introverts are not big fans of big gatherings, right? So going to a big meeting is not comforting. Going to a uh, large cocktail party, whether it's with your company or with an industry, right. is not necessarily comforting. But I think the challenge or the opportunity really for introverts is to break that down. Introverts are really good at developing relationships. And that might surprise people, but they are as long as we do it our way. So if I go into a big cocktail hour and I'm like, well, I want to get 100 different business cards from people that's probably not going to happen. And it's such uh, bad networking. It's such it, bad networking. It is. It is. Just to and say, it's just... What, what we're focused on in that case is quantity over quality. But really, right. we should flip that and say it's quality over quantity. So I'm not going to walk away with 100 business cards. And like you said, I really... That's not the right goal to have in the first place. I want to really walk away with some meaningful relationships that I've either deepened or I've started. Approaching a table of 10 is really hard, but approaching those one or two people that are off on the side or at a smaller table, that's a lot easier for us to approach. Do a little homework in advance so you might know who's at the party or at the event and you know a little bit about them because leading with a question takes some of the pressure off of ourselves, gets the conversation going, then they ask questions and suddenly we have a conversation going and we didn't even know it. And it's a smaller conversation, but it, it gives us the opportunity to lean on our, our natural skills. Listening, we're great listeners, and also um, being thoughtful and considerate is often oftentimes a strong introvert trait. So asking questions, and even if it's a business meeting, it doesn't have to be all business, right? We can ask about the family, the kids, the vacation, the travel. And those are just ways to build a bit of rapport and get to know each other. And then you can ask more questions that might enter into the workplace. But when you're doing that, you're building that rapport where you, again, you're not going to walk away with 100 business cards, but you may walk away with a few people that you connected with. And so you're going to talk to those people outside of the meeting or outside of the event. And those deeper relationships will become, they can become uh, new managers, they can become uh, customers or um, role models or mentors. But it's, it's developing that quality relationship much more so than the quantity. And that's just something we just have to find that opportunity. So I might pass on that large cocktail party, but I might love to, to line up a bunch of lunch meetings with one or two other people so I can get to know them on a um, more intimate level and a less intimidating environment for me. That's great. And all that translates to Zoom meetings too, right? Zoom sure. lunches and... I think that's a great point because obviously everybody's doing Zoom meetings these days. And one of the risks is that those water cooler conversations yeah. or the coffees might go away. And so I really would encourage people to say, let's let's do a Zoom coffee. So it's just the two of us and we're going to dial up for 
10, 15 minutes with our coffees, just a casual chat that we would normally have had face to face. Because I think it's important for everybody in the workplace, certainly introverts included, to build that rapport and keep it going and deepen that. And it probably a lot harder during the during the pandemic, but it's something that we might have to go out of the way to make sure we we prioritize. Yeah, that's a great idea. Cause I think a lot of companies are struggling with the idea, you know, as they try to come back to work and are we going to be hybrid? How are we going to do it? That everybody's facing that challenge of how do we continue to connect as an organization. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a great idea. I think we have time for one more. All right. So preparing for meetings we've talked about. So I'll I'll pass on that one. But I, I think one of the things I talk about is stretching kindly. Introverts tend to be extremely ambitious, which may surprise a lot of people. But introverts have we spend a lot of time being introspective and thinking about maybe past failings, but also thinking about opportunities and dreams and goals that we have. The challenge is how to make those happen. I use the term stretching kindly because I think that we need to stretch our comfort zone. So we have certain things that we're really good at. We need to recognize those things. And then we need to figure out ways to use those talents and skills in more ways. So if I'm really good at small group conversations, how can I do that with with new people so I can stretch my network. So I'm stretching kindly as opposed to leaping from my comfort zone to some other mysterious place. Leaping is scary. Leaping doesn't necessarily help us to take those smaller steps. And sometimes that can lead to failure of the situation. So if we stretch ourselves and do it kindly, so by doing it kindly, I mean, stretch a little bit, kind of check in with ourselves. How was that? It may not have felt natural, but did it feel okay? And something that with practice, I can do more and I feel more comfortable with that. And then maybe I'll stretch a little bit more in some of those areas. If it gets to a point where I feel like I'm just completely exhausted and this just did not feel good at all, then it's okay. It's perfectly okay to have self-compassion and say, you know, maybe that next step is not really for me. I'm not getting a lot of joy out of it. I can use my energy to do something else. And finally, to when you're stretching kindly, to really recognize that you're on this journey. So it's not that I'm trying to get to this place down the road where I am a different person, but I'm just trying to be on this journey of growth, personal growth, where I can do more things and learn and apply myself in different ways, get my voice out to to more people and enjoy that process. And so I'm enjoying the journey. And if the journey ends for certain things in a certain place, that's perfectly okay. And we should celebrate the journey that we're on, not the fact that maybe I didn't become the um, the most sociable person in the group. That's that's not really a viable goal for most anybody anyway. So I think it's just trying to um, use our ambitions to stretch and do that with uh, with a purpose. I love it. Well, that's our show. As we wrap up today, do you have any words of wisdom, any quick thoughts for the future? So one of the things that I talk about is oftentimes many people and certainly introverts feel like they in the work environment, especially that they need to change. But it's not really about changing ourselves. It's about being ourselves. So to do that, we need to understand who we are, we need to embrace that, practice it. So with practice comes confidence. And then we're able to be ourselves and tackle those meetings, those networking um, events and other things at work in our own way. And we might feel like that's a little different. But remember, half the people at work are introverts. 
And so you can be that role model for other introverts. And the company needs your talents, your true talents, authentic talents, not a replication of somebody else's in order for, for the company and for yourself as an employee to, to thrive. So I would encourage everybody to start their journey if, and continue in their own way. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I love talking to you about this topic. I think that's great. Thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your thoughts and your insights on this really interesting topic. My pleasure. Thanks again. If you want to learn more about Steve, you can connect with him and check out his blog online at beyondintroversion.com. That's B-E-Y-O-N-D-I-N-T-R-O-V-E-R-S-I-O-N.com. You can also connect with Steve via our website at workplaceperspective.com. I want to also thank our listeners, my radio angels, James and the Navent Knight and Workplace Perspectives team extraordinaire, our engineer producer, Paul Roberts, our associate producer, Melissa DeLacy with music provided by the very talented Stephen Versaloni. Thank you all for joining us on Workplace Perspective. And until next time, keep raising the bar. 